Hey everyone, welcome back to Who's There. I'm your host, Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan because most of us are just regular people who like the adrenaline rush of being scared for some reason. And here we delve into those reasons. This week I had an awesome conversation with Ireland native Egrain, the host of the podcast What a Scream. We guested on each other's podcast recently around the same time, so you can hear her and I talk about Australian horror movies on episode 19 of What a Scream, where we talked about Lake Mungo and Wolf Creek. Today she talked about her favorite horror director, Ashlyn Clark, who directed The Devil's Doorway, why she loves haunted house movies so much, and how she believes horror movies affect kids, in a good way of course. She gives us her take on why she thinks people are drawn to the horror genre, and how she's introducing her own kids to horror movies, so if you have kids out there, this might be helpful for you to hear. One last thing before we get into this episode, if you love the show and haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, I'd be so grateful if you could take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us. Thank you so much to everyone who's already left us a review. It's so appreciated and it really helps people find us with the algorithms and everything. I think that's it. So let's get into this episode with Egrain. Hey, Egrain, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Uh, do you want to start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself, where you're from, etc.? Sure. So my name is Igraine. Um, I'm from Ireland and I am generally a pinup model and a burlesque performer. And I'm also the host of a horror movie podcast called What a Scream. Awesome. Yeah, I had the complete honor of being on an episode, which will be coming out soon, where we talked about Australian yes. horror. Yes, um, it's going to be out next week. So, <laughs> Awesome. Um, so first things first, what's your favorite scary movie? Um, my favorite is The Exorcist. Oh, why? Why is that your favorite? Um, because I just have this weird kind of obsession with possession and um, kind of religious films. I was, I, I was brought up in a Catholic country, Ireland, obviously, and um, I'm quite anti-religion. Like, I, you know, if you want to practice your own faith, cool. But I'm quite against organized religion. Um, but for some reason, I'm just obsessed with possession and religious kind of themed horror films. And I think The Exorcist is just the perfect embodiment of that. Awesome. Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you first fall in love with the horror genre? Um, I've always been obsessed with morbid and dark things, even from when I was a kid. Um, I was, you know, obsessed with vampires and witches. I knew the story of Dracula when I was like six years old. I uh, was obsessed with like ancient Egypt burial customs and true crime and serial killers. And I, yeah, I was just always obsessed with like witches, ghosts and vampires. So it, I just kind of loved the horror genre from the get go. I think I was just one of those weird, morbid kids. Awesome. <laughs> So why do you think people that seem perfectly sane love the horror genre? Um, I think because it gives us a space to kind of explore our more dark side and, you know, those feelings that we wouldn't really share with a lot of people. It gives us that space to, you know, in kind of uh, experience fear and angst and hatred and, you know, perhaps if you're an outsider as well, you know, if you you were brought up kind of as an outcast and an outsider, you can kind of see yourself within the horror genre because it is always outsiders and outcasts being powerful, um, yeah. sometimes villainous, but, you know, it's still that sense of power. And I think that a lot of people relate to that. And 
and also it's just a feeling of catharsis as well when you're watching horror you get to kind of release a lot of stress yeah definitely it's it's safer than going on say a roller coaster exactly or it's it's a lot safer than going on a killing spree so oh, yeah. <laughs> you get to you get to go on a killing spree without actually doing it mm-hmm. yeah good point um so what are your favorite recent possession movies um I really enjoy the conjuring ones um I think they're brilliant um I I don't really like the conjuring spin-offs like I didn't really like Annabelle or the nun but I really like the core ones because I think Ed and Lorraine Warren uh Patrick and uh, Vera Farmiga they play it so well and it's so nice and they're just a lovely couple well they portray it as a really lovely couple so I really love that um I really loved one. I cannot remember what it was called, but it was about like this televised exorcism and it goes a bit haywire. The cleansing hour? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that. Um, But yeah, I think the possession genre is really, it's done a lot, but it's not done well a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think the last one that I was super, super freaked out by was probably The Exorcism of Emily Rose. And that was a long time ago. It is, yeah. Yeah. Also, um, The Autopsy of Jane Doe, which isn't, oh, I don't yes. know if that's a possession movie, really. No, but. it's more of a witch kind of movie, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I'd go with that as well. Yeah, that's a brilliant film. Yeah. So like you said before, you live in Ireland and there's a lot of dark history there. Have you ever been to any supposedly haunted places in Ireland? Um, I actually haven't. Um not that I can remember anyway I mean I've been to like Dublin Castle that's got a very rich kind of history when it comes to that but we've got like the Hellfire Club which is it's a supposed site of like occultism and uh, back in the good old days the uh, rich gentlemen would gather there and pray to the devil and all this there's all these stories um I actually went I went to a university actually saying that I went to a university called Maynooth and that had a really rich history of um hauntings and because it's also so it's kind of half one campus is like the modern campus where everyone goes to university and on the old campus is a seminary seminary I can't say seminary thank you seminary (laughs) yes and so and it's one of the oldest seminaries in Ireland and um there was a lot of talk of the devil um appearing in an old room in the seminary so yeah I went to college in a haunted place so yeah there we go (laughs) so who would you say are your favorite horror directors um oh I don't know there's an Irish director called Ashlyn Clark and she has done a lot of short horrors one called Childers uh Eye Exam um and then she did a feature-length film called The Devil's Doorway which is based on the true Irish history of like the Magdalene laundries and the abuse of the Catholic Church to women, uh, pregnant people and children. And it's a found footage film based in the 60s. And it's so scary. Like it literally gives me chills every time I watch it. So she would be one of my favorite horror directors. Um, also- What was the name of that one? The Devil's Doorway. Okay. Yeah, it's brilliant. I would, everyone should watch it. It's such a, like a clever film for using the found footage genre um and using it to its best and also just covering a really horrible time in Ireland's past but not disrespecting it it's really respectful uh on the subject matter so yeah I'd go with Ashlyn Clark awesome 
Um, so you're the host of a podcast called What a Scream. Um, why don't you tell everyone how you came up with the idea for your podcast and what's coming up next for you? Um, I just, I like to talk horror a lot and I don't <laughs> think many of the people around me kind of, while they might love horror, they're not as geeky as I am. So I kind of wanted to do a podcast where A, I can geek out um, and then B, just kind of like get people on chatting about films. And I love like analyzing films. So I thought if we went with a certain theme per episode and we, you know, myself and the special guest pick a film to do with that film and we both analyze them and chat about them. And I think it's really interesting for people to find out about like individual films as well and like little facts they might not know about so um I have the one that you guested on <laughs> is coming up on Monday and we chatted about Australian films and then um I have a special coming out soon uh, just about the exorcist so I got uh two people Kaisha Fields who is a special effects makeup artist and they are also the host of Monstros Monstrosity's Voice podcast and one of my friends, Paul Walsh, who is a theatre director, and we all chat about The Exorcist. Oh, that's cool. Does the theatre director, does he chat about the production of The Exorcist that was in London, I think, a couple years ago? No, he's actually never seen it. I saw oh. it, though. Uh, oh, it how came, was it? It was brilliant. It came to Dublin there, uh, the October 2019, before the pandemic hit. And it was terrifying, but it was amazing. Like they did, you know, the head spinning, the levitating. And I was just like, how are they doing this on stage? It's amazing. It's so good. That's awesome. I hope they bring it to New York at some point. So. Yeah, hopefully. It's have really you... weird because, because Ian McKellen is the voice of the demon, Pazuzu. <laughs> and it's like, what's Gandalf doing? Like, <laughs> stop Gandalf, stop. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's great. Awesome. Have you ever seen any other like scary theater? I haven't, no, because you know what? A lot of horror theatre plays on audience participation. Mm -hmm. So say with like the woman in black, they have, you know, the woman in black appear in the audience behind you. And that the idea of that freaks me out because I am such <laughs> a reactionary person. I just like throw my arms up and accidentally hit someone. So I'm always a bit wary of it. Um, but I, I think after this pandemic, I'm just like, no, you know what? I've got to go out. And I've got to go see Woman in Black in theatre. That is my goal. I saw that um, in London in 2007, and it is amazing. Is so, it? Is it really yeah. jumpy? It's not super jumpy. It's eerie. I think there's only like one scare. So okay. if if I'm remembering it correctly, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it was 14 years ago, but I remember okay. loving it and being very creeped out. Okay. Oh, that's all right then. If, it, if it's not like too much jumps, I'm okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not too much. Okay. okay. <laughs> so what are some of your favorite episodes that you've had uh, recorded so far? Um, I think my very first one, um, I have a friend who's a forensic psychologist. Um, she's worked in like one of the most, uh, like high security prison in England and talked to like some you know a famous serial killer and so I had her for my very first episode and we chatted about female serial killers or female killers in movies and we chatted about audition and um audition and Alice Sweet Alice and that was really interesting I really liked hearing her kind of viewpoint and I also got to talk with Ashlyn Clark my favorite director as well for one episode oh 
That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Um, so aside from possession movies, what would you say is your next favorite subgenre? Uh, haunted houses. <laughs> I do love a good spook. I do love a good haunted house. Um, I'm just a sucker for it. It's <laughs> I, I will watch every and all haunted house movies. <laughs> like I just love how bad they can be, how good they can be. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are your favorite good ones and your favorite bad ones? Um, my favorite good ones would be, uh, Juon, the Japanese grudge. Um, also, uh, Taylor Two Sisters is pretty good, although not strictly a haunted house. Um, I love 13 Ghosts, the remake of 13 Ghosts, mm-hmm. I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite bad ones, I guess would be, it's not strictly bad, but it is kind of bad in a cheesy way um house on haunted hill the original Uh, vincent price um, i just i love like the skeletons flying and (laughs) you know the creepy old maid that looks like she's on a roller skate and they're just like pulling her because she's just like floating along i just love it i love it (laughs) cool uh i've only seen the 1999 remake of house on haunted hill which is also very bad and very cheesy so yes but yeah. not in the same way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I need I need to watch all those movies that you just talked about, except for Tale of Two Sisters. I did see that. I didn't find yeah. it particularly scary because I guessed the twist. Yeah. Halfway through, but I don't know. Yeah. A lot of people I, I think, find it really I, scary. I think with a Tale of Two Sisters, the reason I like it's not scary, um, but it's just I think it's like with a lot of other Korean horror films is it's not just pure horror. There's a lot of heart yeah. and a lot of emotion, even with stuff like Train to Busan, which is a yeah. zombie movie, but there's so much emotion and so oh much God. heart in it. I know. But yeah, I just love Korean horror. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I really like the Train to Busan. I thought that was yeah. great. Not the second one. Stay away from the second one. That's awful. I've heard that it's not like the first one at all. So <laughs> No, because it's, it's, very, it's very like Hollywood kind of style. Yeah it kind of takes the heart out of it yeah Uh, and I heard that um some American movie companies are thinking about remaking Train to Busan in English but I'm like we don't need it no that's unnecessary you do not need an English remake you can just stick on the dubs or you know the subtitles (laughs) and watch the original (laughs) yeah definitely Americans can learn to read if they can't already (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so there's an article that came out last year saying that horror fans were handling the lockdown better than non-horror fans why do you think that was um I think it's because we've seen it all <laughs> like we have seen it all we know what it's like to live through a pandemic whether it's through films or video games or comic books and like I think most of us were happy to just stay at home watching horror or playing our video games I think we were like thank god yeah <laughs> finally I, every, everyone who was like I can't wait to get back to normal I was like I'm good I'm good yeah no I read a book recently called The Frighteners by Peter Laws and it kind of goes into like uh why people are into horror and it had this really good chapter on uh like child psychology and whether uh, children who have seen horror, whether it damages them or not, but what it actually does is it sets them up to be able to handle things better because they have kind of gone through controlled amounts of trauma when it comes to like seeing horror or things that may scare them. 
that they're then better able to process the emotions that come along with a trauma or a pandemic like we're going through so yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah did you watch any pandemic horror movies in 2020 you know what I I think the day after Ireland went into lockdown we watched that Matt Damon film Contagion um Contagion yeah Mm -hmm. and it's exactly what we're going to and we were like grand okay now we know what's gonna happen (laughs) Uh, but we we watched like the Walking Dead uh, series, um, but that was pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, cool. How, yeah, how's the lockdown going in Ireland? I know it was one of the most strict, but you've recently started to ease up on it a little bit. Yeah, we're just starting to come out now, so we can travel around the country. Um, we pubs and bars can do like takeaway pints, and I think outdoor. Uh, dining will be open within the next month or so um, I think cinemas open next week which will be great um, so hopefully now with all the vaccines being rolled out as well we can hopefully we're on the home stretch yeah I yeah I kept hearing that Ireland was still only doing people like 65 and older yeah I think they're, I think they're on like the 40s kind of decade at the moment so I'm like I'm next come on <laughs> Yeah. Um, what is your favorite horror movie that you've watched so far in 2021? Um, there was one called His House. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so it's a British uh, horror film about um, uh, a couple who have been in an immigration detention center and then they're rehomed and kind of thrust into this community where, you know, they they're you know outsiders and they're experiencing something in the home and it was just it's fantastic like um I don't really like folk horror all that much but I really found that this kind of used the folk horror genre that wasn't you know typically when you watch folk horror it's either like English or it's American folk horror whereas this took folk horror from another country and placed it within the British culture and I just thought it was fantastic. I thought it was really scary as well and really sad and emotional. And I think that's what good horror is all about. Yeah, definitely. Um, on the flip side, what horror movie are you most looking forward to seeing in 2021? Uh, definitely The Third Conjuring. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. And also uh, Candyman when it comes out, hopefully this year. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. Like even the trailers for it just creeped me out. And I love oh, that. yeah. They're so good. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. to see what uh, they do with it because they're not. It's yeah. not really a remake. They're just. I don't. They're, sequel, I think they're. It? Yeah. It's kind of like a sequel, like a continuation of it. Yeah. Which I guess is a sequel. Yeah. Um, I'm going to see The Conjuring Three this Friday, so I'll let you know how oh, it is. Lucky. Yeah, I've been. I've been in the theaters. <laughs> I've been in the theaters the last two Fridays, so yeah, I'm like getting back into it. Still keeping my mask on, but. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're so lucky. I keep like today I kept refreshing the cinema's like webpage to see when their listings mm-hmm. were going up, but they still haven't gone up yet. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> um so are there any horror movies that you refuse to watch? Um, Jeepers Creepers, anything by a Victor Salver, I think I'm just completely against. I don't need to watch his films. Um yeah, I think that's pretty much the only kind of thing that I'm like hands down I will never watch is anything by Victor Salver. How come? Um, He is a convicted uh, pedophile. Oh okay. Yeah so on his on his uh, 
film, I think it was Fun House. I think that was the name of it. Um, the child star in Fun House, he was convicted of uh, abusing. Mm. And okay. so, but, and like he's convicted, like he's done time for it. And I still don't understand why people are still working with him or still letting him make films. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, how do you decide what horror movie to watch when you're looking for a new or a rewatch of a horror movie to watch? Um, I think it depends what mood I'm in. You know, if I'm, if I'm pretty tired and, you know, pretty bleh, I'll just stick on either something that I, I know and I've already watched or something like a haunted house or a possession because I know what's coming and I know, you know, you pretty much know how that movie is going to go and you can almost do it, you know, scene by scene, you can tell what's going to happen. <laughs> um, so it's that comfortable feeling. Whereas, you know, if I'm feeling a bit more kind of, oh, I could actually concentrate on something, I will stick on something a bit more kind of thought provoking or elevated as they call it. How many horror movies do you say, do you think you watch in a week? Um, I'd say about between four and five yeah like at least sometimes I'd watch one a day like it just depends on the week you know if I've got like a few podcast shows to do um or I've got like an article to write or you know it just depends I could be doing sometimes I've done like two a day which is intense yeah (laughs) yeah yesterday I did um slacks on shutter okay and then I also did um the woman in the window uh on Netflix and what did you think of woman in the window I liked it I hear it's much different than the book um but and I I I think I saw like the title of a review on YouTube that said they cut the twist but there were so many twists in it already that I'm like I have to read the book what did they cut (laughs) because <laughs> there were a lot of twists anyways so yeah I I thought it was kind of I don't know I don't know how I felt about it um I was kind of like it's an all right film to enjoy and just sit there and be like oh yeah you know it's simple yeah. to follow yeah there's a few twists twist. the only thing I was kind of bothered about was its portrayal of mental health yeah I was a bit kind of like oh you know do we really need another film where it's like this person's crazy yeah Look how crazy she is and then at the end of it, she just kind of skips out the house as if she never had agoraphobia. <laughs> and you're like, no, if, if that happened to someone with agoraphobia, they'd be even worse. <laughs> they'd be like, hell no, I'm opening my door to nobody. <laughs> that, that's a good point. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. It were, kind of reminded me of the movie Fear of Rain that came out in January on VOD. Because it's, okay, it's about that. a girl with schizophrenia who claims mm-hmm. that her neighbor is holding a little girl hostage, but nobody okay. believes her because she has hallucinations. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of good because it showed, like on one hand, I was kind of like, eh, you know, portraying mental health in kind of a bad light. But yeah. on the other hand, it was showing how um, people that suffer from mental illnesses are gaslit a lot. Yeah you know oh no that couldn't have happened because you're crazy you know that kind of thing so I'm kind of like a flip of a coin I don't know yeah um yeah but I am going to order the book and see see what they changed yeah Um, (laughs) have you ever had any noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters good or bad um I think I almost you know the evil dead remake Mm mm-hmm um, I almost passed out during that. 
Ooh, I hear it's really gory. I really want to watch it because I don't like the original. I think it's too slow and stupid. Really, I love I love the original. I absolutely everyone love does. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I went to see this. Now, granted, I was a very poor student and I hadn't eaten enough that day, and it was very <laughs> warm in the cinema. And then when you're seeing gore, that you know, it's that kind of gore that you can almost feel, mm-hmm. especially if it's like violence against eyes or. Um, I think there's one with a tongue as well mm. and just it got me and I was I was I almost passed out <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to take it that these Saw movies are not for you I don't know like I quite like Saw I feel like <laughs> like since I've become a parent I'm almost more able for gore than I used to be like I mm. used to be quite like oh I don't really like gore I can't deal with gore I like you know like paranormal kind of horror but now since I've become a parent I'm kind of like eh what could scare me now I'm a mom to a three-year-old like nothing can scare me anymore (laughs) that's true yeah you've you've given birth so that yeah that's a lot of enough yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so how are you planning to introduce your uh, three-year-old to horror when they're older um when they're older (laughs) um I kind of we kind of already do like um but in like kid-friendly ways you know so he has a few teeth yeah you know just just (laughs) the the simple ones first we'll start him out simple um yeah we like there's loads of kids cartoons that have like vampires and werewolves in and um he loves Halloween just because we all go all out for Halloween um and you know he's got t-shirts with like vampires on and we always talk about like vampires and keep it all fun um but yeah like even thinking back to when I was a kid and what I was first introduced to it was stuff like Tim Burton stuff like Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands and I know that's kind of horror light it's more kind of gothic but that was kind of like um film wise movie wise that was kind of like my first introduction I guess so I I think we'll start off with that we have like he loves uh, Nightmare Before Christmas so good so good yeah I watch that every Christmas, even though it's either a Christmas or a Halloween movie and you can never decide. No, we watch it from October to December. (laughs) Like we have that whole three months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, he's watched Frank and Weenie and all those kind of kid friendly Hotel Transylvania. So that's how we kind of, yeah, we'll keep it and then we'll do it age by age, you know. (laughs) Yeah, Definitely. I think, I think Tim Burton is a great way to introduce him to the genre. Yeah. (laughs) definitely Uh, so are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like or do you hold any unpopular horror movie opinions I I am not a big fan of The Shining I don't understand why people love it I think it's quite boring Um, I think uh, Stanley Kubrick took a really good story and then just twisted it didn't make it better like you'd expect a good director to I just think it's too I think it's too highbrow I think it's too you know he's got all these hidden meanings in things and you're like the story doesn't need it like I don't know I just don't like it I like I like the pure moments of horror in it like I love the Grady twins and the the elevator and all this but everything else I'm like oh shut up (laughs) shut up and just tell the story and I (laughs) I, I think because I was such a fan of the, the novel, 
that when he changed a load of things, I was just like, oh, no, <laughs> not here for it. Um, but yeah, I can't think of anything that I really like that other people wouldn't like. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, I think it's just my unpopular opinion of The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> well, I agree with your unpopular opinion. I think it's really yeah. long and boring too. And I don't think it's particularly mm-hmm. scary. So no, no, not really. <laughs> we're on an island by ourselves. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you could remake one horror movie, which one would it be? Or reboot one horror one horror genre uh, series? Um, if I could reboot one, I don't know. That's really hard because there's been so many reboots, and like, is anything safe anymore? I'm trying to think, and I'm like. <laughs> you know what, if it hasn't had a remake of film, it's been done on a TV series. So like The Exorcist had a TV series. And um, I'm trying to think, I don't think so. I'm pretty much of the opinion that things should just be, like stop remaking things. Just, you know, you don't need to be remaking A Nightmare on Elm Street or Halloween. You know, I did quite enjoy Rob Zombie's Halloween. but yeah, I don't think there's anything else that I'm like, you know what, that would be great. Um, yeah, I think everything should be left within its time period because I think like horror is very, you can definitely tell a lot about time period and what was going on socially and economically that if you move that film into the like modern time, it just wouldn't make sense, you know, that kind of way. Yeah, that, that's a good point. That, that, is, that makes a lot of sense. Um, what did you think of the 2018 Halloween? I don't remember it. So oh, I know okay. I watched it, but I don't remember it. So obviously it was great. <laughs> obviously you loved it. It was your favorite. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so my last question is, if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? Ah, oh, man. Um, ooh, la, la, la. I... I would say Pinhead would be fun. Mm. <laughs> a little bit of S&M in there. Um, <laughs> um, I know, I'm going to go with Chucky because you know what? Like, I don't understand how no one could defeat that doll. It was a freaking doll. Like, all you have to do is put your, your palm on his head. So I think, yeah, I think <laughs> Chucky would be kind of easy just to get along with. You'd yeah. just be like, oh, yeah, like lock him in a child's or a dog pen. And you'd be like, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, I think that. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I couldn't think of anyone else that might be a bit fun. Maybe some witches, you know, we'll throw in the yeah. craft witches there. Nancy from the craft, I think she'd be fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a great answer. Nobody's ever said the women from the craft. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you and your podcast online? Yeah, sure. So you'll find me uh, on Twitter at what underscore scream. I'm on Instagram um, at what a scream podcast. And you can find me on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. If you just search what a scream. Awesome. I'll leave links to all those in the show notes. Well, thank thank you so much again for being here. Thank you. Have a good one. (laughs) 
That's it for this week's episode of Who's There. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with E-Green, and thanks again to E-Green for coming on. I'll leave links to her socials and where you can find her podcast, What is Green, in the show notes. Again, we'd really appreciate it if you could take a second to rate and review us on iTunes, and you can follow us on Twitter at Who's There Pod, or on Instagram at Who's There Podcast, or if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at hello at whostherepodcast.com. Until next time, stay scary and get vaccinated.